Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review hosted by Zeke Changuris. Welcome to WLNM, the web light novel and manga review. We are dedicated to bringing our listeners the very special artists, writers that are part of this amazing explosion of creativity, giving us stories to entertain and inspire us. We'd like to welcome Hotoro Tonbongiri, author of the original English light novel series, Senkuma War Stories. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Uh, so tell me, uh, let's, let's start off with, let's start off with uh, the story. Um, what a, tell me a little bit about Senkoma War Stories. Right. So um, this is kind of long-winded, but Go ahead. Uh, I suppose we have to first talk about a different series of mine that came first, um, okay. which, is called, which is called Death by Ex-Girlfriend, the hilarious title of that. Um, I came up with that some years ago and just kind of wrote it on the spot. Um, Senkoma War Stories is sort of, I guess you can say a, a prequel to Death by Ex-Girlfriend. It focuses on one of the, the sort of main characters from Death by Ex-Girlfriend, but it goes into their backstory, and that is that she is a war goddess, and she led her own clan during the Warring States era of Japan. So Senkuma War Stories is sort of a, a chronicle about what happened um, during that period, and the downfall of the clan, and all the various brutal things that happened. And I suppose that's the biggest difference between the two series, that Death by Ex-Girlfriend, as, as you can probably glean by the title, is very funny, uh, very lighthearted. Um, and Senkuma War Stories is very different to that in contrast. It's very brutal, very dark, and it tells a very tragic story. Um, that's kinda about like, it. Kind of like the Christopher Nolan version versus Adam West. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You got you got your you got your tights and your your funny one-liners, and then you got you know, death and blood and destruction. <laughs> yes, and a Batman who speaks like he's yelling all the time. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, where where did the where did the idea come from uh, for either of these stories? Um, well, I mean, when I was writing the second book of Death by Ex-Girlfriend, um, it, it introduces a character called Tsukiyakuri. Um, and when, I, when I was writing out her backstory, I, I just kind of made it up on the spot that she was a war goddess and she had gone through the Warring States period. Um, I'd say the biggest influence behind that was, uh, I was, I think I was reading Noragami at the time. I'm not sure if you heard of that manga. Oh, Bishamon is one of the most beautiful characters in manga or anime let me yeah. tell you she is she is all kinds of sexy i know i love her <laughs> so yeah that that was the inspiration was a kind of yato's backstory you, you essentially did the same thing but i i took tsukiyaki's backstory and i guess pumped it full of steroids is, is how i interpret it um so she's not just a war goddess but she led her own clan and this clan was trying to create their own nation so to speak out of the ruins of Japan as it was going through this huge strife and era of civil war. That, uh, that sounds very interesting. Did you have to do a lot of research for that about the Warring States period? Yeah, it, I, a lot. Hours of roaming through Wikipedia and uh, Japanese sources and some firsthand accounts, which is really interesting. Um, so I had to look into the secession dispute between the Onin War, which is like a, a prelude to the Warring States period. 
the Ashikaga shogunate. Um, the Ashikaga clan was ruling Japan at the time. And uh, it was Yoshimasa who was shogun at the time. Um, he didn't have an heir. That was a huge issue. And his wife Tomiko surprised him because she gave birth to a son. So now there's this problem of now he has an heir, but he already asked his brother, his Buddhist monk brother, to sort of take the reins. So now you have this succession dispute where Tomiko wants the son to take the role of the shogun as he should. It's a hereditary position. But then uh, Yoshimasa already set things up with the brother. So that leads to clans like the, the uh, Hosokawa and the Yamana sort of taking sides. Some of them took Tomiko's side, others took the shogun's side. And then that leads to the Onin War, which was, um, like I said, a prelude to the Warring States period. Uh, it was about a 10-year war that completely tore the city of Kyoto apart. And then after that, that's what led to Sengoku Jidai. Um, this is what they call the Warring States period in Japan. And that's how the whole country got engulfed in that hundred plus years of complete civil strife and political intrigue. So, and this is what ends up setting up like the uh, the Toanaga uh, shogunate, right? This, the, yeah, the, the guys uh, the, who have have it exactly. After. Yeah, the, the Warring States period ended with them ruling over Japan. Yeah, that's. I mean. Civil wars are always messy, and when they're feudal, they're even worse because you know it's mm -hmm. an all-out war. Which is, uh, oh my, I, it, it's a fascinating period of history. Uh, but it's, absolutely, I wouldn't want to live there. <laughs> well, the yeah, the main character Tsukiyaki has to live through it. Um, I suppose that's the most fascinating part. It's, it's such, it's one of the most brutal eras of Japanese history. One of the most violent, and she has to live through it. And um, like I said, the, the books are quite tragic and brutal in that regard. A lot of death, a lot of blood, a lot of unspeakable horrors that she goes through. And it all ends up tying back into Death Back's girlfriend, which I think is the best thing about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I think I'd have to go with, um, what is the Haiyan period? Mm, yeah. Yeah, that much more relaxed art, culture, not as much death and destruction. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Edo period came after Sengoku Jidai. That was also pretty peaceful until, um, until we came along and we uh, forced yeah. Japan to open up. <laughs> Thank you, Admiral Perry. Right. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Commodore Perry. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, so what, what got you started as a writer? Um, well, Were I you, suppose... Did you always write or... Was technically, technically, yes, I always wrote. Um, I mean, I'm first thing that happened before I became a writer was I was a musician. Um, still am a musician, actually. I still do music, and music is how I make the most of my living. Um, so I was already writing songs, lyrics, and stuff like that. And then I just e extrapolated that talent into writing a story. Um, so I uh, hopped on a site called Manga Raiders. Uh, which is still up, and some of my stories are still there, or drafts of them anyway. And I just started writing whatever came to mind, whatever was fun. Um, and that's kind of how I got my start. And I got a lot of feedback from that community, and that helps me sort of improve everything that I was doing. And uh, eventually, I came up with the idea for your Death by Ex-Girlfriend one night, just out of the blue, wrote it. It became a huge story on that site, and everyone was like, yeah, you should make it into a book, you know, do an actual series on it. And then... Uh, that's how it all started. 
Well, it's kind of fun when they get away from you like that, when you start with an idea and it just keeps growing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, I, I think Tolkien might be the uh, most famous of us who, you know, in a hole lived a hobbit and he just went from there. Yeah. That was that was all the prompt he needed to create what uh, seven books something something absurd yeah. like that some ridiculous number and they're all yeah. really long yeah so uh, but um, yeah it, it's funny where uh, inspiration comes from and can strike I mean you can sit down and be like oh this is this is a great idea and then you get there you start hashing it out and you get the page in and you're absolutely stuck and out of gas has yeah, exactly. uh, has that ever happened for you uh well yes i mean when i uh, on that night i came up with death by ex-girlfriend the whole impetus behind that story was just hey what if all your ex-girlfriends like uh, kidnapped you one night and they tried to kill you but they also still love you yeah, that was that was the impetus behind the first chapter and then um i mean from there I, I just ran with it and i was making stuff up on the spot and i have you know days when i couldn't come up with anything and then i'd have days where i was super inspired and i'd write like six chapters in a day well i i think if that's your having a apparent yandri taste in women might be uh hazardous <laughs> yes i think that was the most unique aspect of it it's a it's a yandere harem so everyone loves you but they also want to kill you yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things uh yeah i mean i i i still i'm a i'm a soon i'm a sundari guy uh yeah I, most people are i know it, there's, <laughs> it, there's just something wrong with us uh my wife can be a bit of that i mean She's the kindest, nicest person in the world, but uh, she enjoys taking combat classes. So she could beat the crap out of me um, oh, if she so chose. So, uh, you know, you just do everything you can to preempt any of the uh, potential ensuing violence. Well, guys like you like fighting for the prize, but I suppose <laughs> us Yandere fans just take it to like the hardest difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, out of the two series, which one is the series that you feel like most speaks to you? I mean, you're the creator of both, but sometimes we write, we start with an idea and we write it and we even get through it, but we're okay. You know, we're like, yeah, I think I did a good job on it. But then other times we write and we're like, this really, every character just felt like it was in my heart the whole time. Um, I would definitely say I'm, I'm biased towards Deathback's girlfriend. Um, it's probably because it was just created first, but then I feel like uh, I feel like when J.K. Rowling was writing the last book of Harry Potter and how that was like an emotional ordeal for her, when I was writing the, the, the last part of Deathback's girlfriend, I legitimately didn't know what to do afterwards. Like my life felt empty. <laughs> uh, I, I spent so many time writing out these characters. I had so much fun doing it because uh, one of the things that I, that I set out for myself when I wrote that was, okay, if you're gonna write this story with you know, a yandere harem of eccentric ex-girlfriends, then write whatever you want. Don't worry about you know, censorship or don't worry about if people are gonna find this okay or this scene okay. It was just write whatever you want, no matter how ridiculous it is. Um, and you know, the first arc, I suppose you can call it, Ica Crisis, 
was just an experiment. And then every other arc after that, I got way better at the formula to the point where I knew the characters in and out. And um, by the time it ended, I was legitimately sad, which I think helped the ending. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I think that one is probably the closest to my heart. And, you know, Senkuma War Stories is unique and uh, great as it is. And I especially love it because it gave me an opportunity to tell a darker, more brutal story. It really exists to support Death by Ex-Girlfriend, to give way more, I guess, backstory and, and context to some of the characters and some of the conflicts that show up later. Well, thinking of characters, are you, uh, are you a character writer or are you kind of a, 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 a world-building set writer? I mean, some of us, you know, we build the worlds and then we set our pieces down and see what happens to them or does your character pull your world around? Uh, I'm definitely a character writer myself. Um, the characters came to mind first, all their quirks and personality traits, and then I built the world around them. Uh, I usually, this happened because I, I usually don't like, you know, stories that focus so much on world building, you know, every detail of every economy or body politic, or whatever, and then, you know, the characters end up being planned. So that was my focus was the characters because you can spend the most time with them um, and in Death by Ex-Girlfriend, all the characters live together. So their interactions had to be entertaining. Their personalities had to be um, good. And there had to be character development in order to write a series that long and still keep it interesting. That's good. I mean, it's good that you, you can not only create a character, but truly help them grow uh, to become more interesting. Because uh, I know you experienced it and I've experienced it where you get a character and it just stays flat the entire time. Well, yeah, that, that, that's your average um, anime romance show, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, it's just how most of the time you don't get the I love you confession until like episode 12 and yeah. then it's already over. <laughs> Which kind of kills me, but yes, yes. Exactly. Uh, I get really happy when things happen earlier in the series, like... Mm -hmm. um, did you ever see Grand Crest War? Yes, that was a show that I actually didn't like the first three episodes, but I gave it a second chance because everyone was saying it was good, and I was um, I was very pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, Theo and Sulika, you know, they become, they are in a relationship, in an intimate relationship, I think in the first, in the first 10 out of 24 episodes. And mm -hmm. I, I love that the fact that they get together so early in the show that that's that is a driving force behind uh, their dynamic, and uh, you don't often get that in a lot of uh, anime or light novels. Yeah, absolutely, I think uh, another show that did that was um, wasn't Asterisk War. There's another show that came out around the same oh, time. Chivalry was, of yeah, a Failed yeah, Chivalry of a Failed Night. Yep, that was it. I think by the end of episode. Three one. or four? At the end of episode one. Really? I think it's at the end of episode one because they're even living in the same bedroom at that time. Oh, that's right. They, yeah. they just didn't make it official until like a few episodes later. Yeah. But it was but still they, pretty early in this yeah, show. They're, they're pretty much like a couple, like really quick. Yeah, which I, I appreciate when they, they get the chance to do that, um, when it ends up like that. Uh, it's, it's, it's nice to have people in sincere relationships right off the bat because it 
it's not all about getting to that. It something happens after happily ever after. Yeah, there is happens. the happily ever after that needs to be reckoned with, and it makes me crazy sometimes that they spend all their time getting to that point, and nobody is rolling camera afterwards. Right. You know, I, I think the problem is uh, if you're single for a long time. You don't you don't have that much experience with girls. You probably think that courtship is the most fun part. It's not really, in my it, opinion. It's it, it's not. It's the it's it's the hard part. <laughs> right, exactly. It's the slowest part. That that's that's the grind. Yeah. The fun happens afterwards. Yes. Um, especially the way they run things in in these stories. So, yeah, it, I yeah I hear you there. It's you know I've been married for almost fifteen years now and the best times have happened after I do. I mean, we had some great times before I do, but the last 15 years have been spectacular for me um, and for both of us. So it's, yeah, it's, it's nice to, uh, to see a story that shows that relationship factor uh, grow and be explored. Um, Okay. Well, thinking about, we were talking about characters and such, but, What's your favorite type of scene to write? What What are you good at? Are you, Are you a battle guy? Are you a comedy guy? Are you a, uh, a a sex scene guy? What kind of writer? What kind of scene comes easy for you to write? You know, it has changed over time. Um, I think when I first started Death by Ex Girlfriend, I was really good at this sort of dialogue heavy kind of monogatari style scenes. Okay. Um, because I always have some sort of, you know, deep concept I want to convey, but like in a funny way that's not too heavy on the reader. Um, and I think that shifted over to more like edgy scenes. Um, edgy. Yeah, well, you C-C-H-I, get... C-C-H-I, just, yeah. just making sure. Yeah, you, and just, then... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you got more comfortable with yourself and your writing. Yeah, and um, that was bolstered by the fact, again, that I wanted to write without limits for that story. So I ended up coming with a lot of, you know, uh, really weird sexual scenes. Nothing, nothing too out there, in my opinion, at least. But uh, that was a strength for a while. And then I think after that, once we started getting into like the meat and potatoes of the characters and the stories and everything, um, I liked writing just personal interactions between two characters. Um, in particular, if I may bring up a specific example. Go ahead. Uh, there was the seventh arc of Death by Ex Girlfriend called the Ari Standoff. Um, basically, the, our, our main character, Osamu, he's, he's going to go pick up his friend at, at the airport. Um, and he goes to the bathroom and he passes out. When he wakes up, he, he goes back out to the airport and everyone's gone. There's just clothes and, and luggage strewn about the airport. The airport itself is empty. Um, he then comes across. Uh, Inari, who's this, this fox goddess, who's also introduced in Senkama War Stories, and she's being hunted down by Exorcist. Um, and they sort of meet, and that's how that art takes off. It's, it's him and Inari stranded at this airport, fighting off waves of Exorcists who are hunting them down. And one of the big themes about that arc is, at that point, those are two people, Osmo and Inari, who have been through a hell of a lot, they're both you know, in a lot of despair and a lot of pain. And they have a lot of moments together where you know, at first they don't trust each other, but over time as they're fighting off exorcists and working together, 
they come to sort of come to an understanding and they start opening up. And there's this one scene at night, they're just sitting in the, uh, one of the stores of bakery, I think. And they're just talking about their past together. Um, everyone that they knew that they love that, you know, at that point had passed away, all their losses and everything. And um, the chapter ends with them sort of crying together. So uh, the biggest theme was love and understanding that's born out of darkness and, and sorrow. And those are the kind of scenes that I ended up getting more strength in writing. It was just these very emotional, um, I guess, climaxes, you know, because you spend the, the past few arcs suffering completely. And then it, it feels like it's all meant to build up to that scene where everything just kind of comes out. So that's really it for me, just, you know, characters bearing themselves you know, and they end up being more than their their stereotypes, more than their character tropes, and they just end up being as close to human beings as possible. That's my biggest strength. Yeah, trying to trying to make them, yeah, like you said, make them as human as possible, as um, as close to flesh and blood as you can get. Because if we can all find a place to identify with the character, um, that character it's going to be easier for us to latch on to and, you know, really be invested in their story. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where the whole character focus comes, comes in really. And uh, funny you say flesh and blood, that's also a big theme of Inari standoff. Uh, it's uh, I did say that death Bag's girlfriend was a the more funny series, but it does have its brutal and dark moments. And that entire arc is about flesh and blood. Um, Cause like I said, they're, they're being hunted at that point. And uh, there's a lot of, brutality as Inari kind of kills all these exorcists and uh, Osamu has to see it and kind of see what person she's becoming and uh, that's kind of what sets off their chemistry is he's trying to stop her from becoming a monster but at the same time she realizes that he's just in a lot of pain. What What is it with, with the what is it with the, the Japanese literature? I mean we Greeks we simply just worship our goddesses <laughs> and then usually get screwed over by them, but it's it's not a very fair relationship. <laughs> I mean, he quite literally gets screwed over a lot of times. I think yes. Zeus didn't Zeus turn into like a swan or something. He's turned into swans, bulls, you name it. Uh, yeah, which you can think what you might from any of those incarnations. <laughs> he's quite freaky, isn't he? Yes, he is. He's he's really like the father of Entai. Yes. Uh, think about that. Yep. That's a good way of putting it. Yep. Uh, so um, is there a, a favorite uh, like novel series or anime that you're currently watching? Mm, well, uh, well, since ReZero has started up again, I've been watching that a lot. Um, besides for that, Sword Art, um, Alicization. Yeah. That's been pretty good so far. Um, the novels I, are pretty good too. Yeah, I've got, I've got to read those. Uh, I have some Nishio um, Ishii novels I haven't read. I read Kizumonogatari recently. Yeah. Um, after, after, yeah, after reading, um, I mean, after watching the, the movies, they're mostly the same, uh, but I think the, they do offer a little more insight into you know, Adoragi's perspective and his inner thoughts. And uh, in terms of manga, I just finished reading um, Dome Kano, and I still don't know what to do now. Um, <laughs> I've stuck with that manga for so long. It's like once it ends, it's like, what do you read next? 
So uh, well, I finished that. I've been reading on um, on an automono. That's cool. Well, you you could just move on to One Piece and know that it will never end. <laughs> yeah, we, we all say that though. <laughs> the, the big three. <laughs> but then I remember when people were making the same jokes about Naruto and Bleach, and look where we are now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I. I I, I mow through the light novels, so you know I I just finished the most recent SAO novel. I just finished the most. I'm about to finish the most recent. Um, How a realist hero saved the kingdom, mm. uh, which is actually it's it's one of the best best harems I've ever read. It's great. It's just it's it's very uh, funny, but it's also very logical in its own in its own right. So it's I keep. Mowing through them, and uh, yeah, just before I was on with you, when I was talking on Twitter with you, uh, I was finishing up my fruit basket dose for the day because you know, a a little a little Toru, you know, refreshes the soul. Absolutely, we all we all need that in our lives. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, I want to thank you for getting online with me today. Uh, You are the author of Death by Ex-Girlfriend and Senkuma War Stories. You got it. And you can follow him on Twitter at Haruto Tonbogiri. And uh, I'm pretty sure that's probably the best way to keep track of uh, what uh, you're putting out. Uh, Yes, I'll, you know, I'll post updates pretty frequently and stuff right. like that so you you will hear from me from there even if i don't post too consistently okay all right well again thank you for joining uh joining me and talking to creators like you is one of the main reasons i'm doing this because i want to give everybody's story uh a chance to get out there i mean everyone's creative voice deserves to be heard and we're living in an age where the barriers for you to get your stories out there are at an all-time low. So uh, if uh, you're listening and you want to hear more like this, please subscribe to WLNM, and uh, we hope to continue to highlight the best that independent creators have to offer. Thank you, and have a good afternoon. This has been a WLNM podcast.